Hi, welcome to Elevation of the Putz House. Happy holidays, everybody. I'm Jake Landry. Nick Huff here, man. You can't keep us down on this holiday week, bro. <laughs> and we're a two putts podcast and no golf, obviously, because that's not what we're all about. Hopefully you know that by now. But uh, I would say that this episode is going to be primarily NBA because we've had chance. I feel like the NBA owns this time, this holiday season time. And the NFL tried to take over this year. But the NFL games have not lived up to the NBA games. And one of the things, I'm just, I'm just going to go off schedule here and say this, Nick. I think the biggest thing that the in-season tournament was missing was Ja Morant. I think if Ja Morant had been part of the in-season tournament, it would have been a better product. I think he would have, you know, had his suspension, you know, been just different where he could have joined and that was still going on. One of the things we talked about last week, we thought it was too short. If that was still going on now and John Morant comes back all of a sudden for like the knockout rounds as it should be, uh, I think we'd be, have something fantastic, Nick, because this guy is incredible. And I'm glad that they've sorted things out to a point where he's back. Yeah, man, dude, John Morant is electric, but I mean, if we want to get sociologically on it, your your thing. Love it. I mean, he he was a player who you, he was must watch TV. I, there's a term in the NBA, like in deeper NBA watchers called like he's my NBA league pass guy. So you can buy league pass, watch all the games. John Morant's a top five league pass guy. Like you want to watch him, but the dude was doing some savage stuff, bro. So. Like the that's where could his suspension been even longer? Yeah, but he's much watched TV, and at the end of the day, the NBA is a business, so they had to bring Ja in. They had to bring him back. Like, so did Ja Morant need the NC? It should have been in the in-season tournament, dude. That would have been lit, bro, because he wants to win. Like that's all he wants to do. Well, he, he he's what I was calling for a couple weeks ago, right? I was saying like, who's the person who wants to take it? And seeing him back on the court and the way that he's been playing, that dude would have wanted it. He would have fought for it. Oh, for sure. And the team just looks has a different energy around him. Like they're undefeated since he's joined. They look good, man. But John Morant is electric, bro. And even if they didn't win it and they made it to the knockout stages in Vegas, like, dude, he would have been a good time. Now, would his decisions been the best in Vegas? You never know. That's but a, that's a that's a fair point. That would have been electric too, bro. Like all NBA really wants is that Twitter interaction and those that the ratings. John Morant's gonna bring in the ratings. Well, I gotta say there were some good matchups. I watched uh, randomly. I watched uh, 76ers who had uh, Embiid on the bench, and they who where were they playing? Now I get, oh, they're playing Orlando. No, they played Orlando the other night. Good little matchup there. It was a good little matchup, you know? So I got to say the NBA, the uh, casual NBA game right now in this little holiday season, I think is much more compelling than NFL, where I'm going to be honest with you. 
that Browns Jets game last night, the only attraction I had was the players that I had prop bets on. But in terms of the game, it was immaterial. And I bet that was like 70% of the national audience tuning in were there for betting purposes, not for the game. Oh, 100%, bro. Um, Dude, I didn't even watch the game. I'm in my fifth place fantasy game this week. And I was like, dude, and the dude I'm going against is a scrub, bro. And if I lose, so I turned it on. I had the Browns D, dude. I just opened up the fantasy app to see how they did. They did well. And yeah, I don't care. But I mean, we're going to go off schedule again, dude. Now we're going to twist it to the NFL. Dude, the NFL has been interesting this year. We were just talking about it pre-pod, our pre-pod meeting. You know how we do. Mm-hmm. And um, we were talking about it, like, we can't decide whether this NFL season has been good or bad. Like, there's some intriguing stories. But overall, dude, I really have to say, like, the quality of football that we've seen the last couple of years has been eh this year. Like, I really just am not into it. Yeah, I mean, I think the thing that we can celebrate about the NFL right now is that I think there is no clear-cut favorite. Obviously, Mm. the 49ers would have been what everyone said before they were beaten by Baltimore and Purdy put up those four interceptions. But I don't know, dude. To me, and, and going back to the NBA, kind of jumping back and forth, for the NBA right now, And this goes to your business too, like it's a foregone conclusion, just like we talked about last week with the Dodgers, where this is really the Celtics year. And if they don't win it, there's, there's something wrong. Like that's the thing talking about Missoula ball and the threes and John Morant and all of it, John Morant and that, that Memphis team is more of a grinding basketball team. And they're not necessarily doing that Missoula ball. And I just feel like Unfortunately, I think when you have a team that shoots as well as the Celtics do now, it's on and off and da, da, da. No, they're, they're just playing a different game than everyone else. And that kind of upsets me in the sense that the teams that are more fun in the NBA are actually less likely to win, especially now where the Celtics are the powerhouse that they are. But again, watching Memphis and watching these some other teams, Orlando, Philly without Embiid, I'm like, oh, yeah. This is what I like, some mid-range games. Some of the, yeah, let's go, like, plan it out. Not, I mean, there was obviously complaining to the refs, but it just was a vibe that's different from the Celtics. But I still feel like the NBA this year isn't super open. It doesn't feel super open in terms of who's going to win a championship. Where, again, going back to the NFL, at least with the NFL, dude, it could be anyone. And I like Lamar right now. Ravens are my pick as of... Uh, December 29th. Mark it down. Yeah, you and 93% of the country, bro. Well, fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, Dude, listen. You know, hey. you know who I like, bro? The Bills are getting hot at the right time. That if, if I was betting, which I'm not, I would pick the Bills to win the Super Bowl. If they get in, but they have to get in first. But they they control their own destiny. But, like, like, dude, Mahomes has stunk. And I know there's a big thing going around that's saying well he can't catch and throw the ball well Tom Brady couldn't either and Tom Brady made it work like I think that debate like will Mahomes overpass Brady this season put it to bed in my opinion just thinking about it because Tom Brady made Chris Hogan a pro bowl level receiver Mm. he made Julian Edelman who who was good don't get it twisted but like because of Tom Brady 
Well, is Julian Edelman a Hall of Famer? Heck no, bro. Julian Edelman a Hall of Famer. He's a playoff stud, but he's not one of the top 1% wide receivers the NFL's ever seen, bro. Like, Pat Mahomes does not do that. He he didn't elevate players the way Brady did. I mean, the the it's still young and whatever, but just from what I've seen and growing up hating Brady and rooting on his demise every year, uh, I... It's like almost sad to see. And then Pat Mahomes, and then he's going and complaining about the refs and doing all this stuff. It's like, bro, just, dude, you're the best quarterback in the NFL. Act like it. Like you're the face of the league, dude. Well, I can tell you that looking at the ESPN playoff picture, which is a pretty, pretty great visual, might uh, steal this, put this up on the gram so you all can see this, but. Uh, the Bills have a 92% chance to make okay. the playoffs, to make the playoffs. So they're, they're going to get in. I, you know, I have to say there is a piece of me that wants Josh Allen to win. I'd love to see him break through. And I, I, but now I got to be honest with you, I'm out on McDermott. So for me, I, I almost am, I'm rooting for Josh Allen, but now rooting against the Bills. I was, I was in on the Bills, um, Yo, yeah, but McDermott's no. lost me. Nah, dude. I, it was the same year the Rams won with Stafford. I was rooting for Stafford, but not the Rams. Like I, it's like. But nah, I saw a uh, dope video of Josh Allen. He was uh, he like saw an old punter of his in the stands, and he like went over and greeted him. Like, dude, Josh Allen just is like a. He he's seems a like a stand up dude. Yeah, so it's he's hard not to root for. Um, and I, I look the dude's arm is is poetry. I mean, oh, come yeah, on, facts. that's the other thing. I mean, that's the other thing is it's like. <laughs> having Bailey Zappi and Mac Jones under center and really getting the opportunity to see uh, uh, arms that aren't quite up to par. Let's put it that way. When I watch Josh Allen throw it, I'm like, I would do, I would trade our entire roster for him. <laughs> no, seriously. Just yeah, uh, him and we'll build it back. You ever play yeah. Retro Bowl? Oh, yeah, that game's fire, Okay, bro. but remember how, like, you have your star players, but then if you don't have players assigned to that position, they'll just give you a non-star person who just, like, runs like he's in cement and doesn't move? Yeah. Give me all those players and Josh Allen, I'll make it work. Okay? Give I me like no that. star players, we'll make it work. Yo, I'm okay? looking at this playoff picture, too, right now, bro. They're dude, hating isn't... on the Browns, dude. Well, the Browns are 100%. I know, but 3% to make the Super Bowl, bro? You got to believe and trust in the elite that is Joe Flacco. Well, you know, I do have to say, watching last night, um, I mean, they they have the potential to be electric, and obviously Miles Garrett on their defensive line is just, I mean, uh, the, but the Jets are tough because they they are, you know, I mean, talk about packing it in, dude. Can't can't really watch a game against the Jets and make any sort of conclusion about a team. But let's let's go to your business because I want to bring I want to bring all of this together in a trend in getting sociologically minded as we do here yeah because we're our iq to combined is about 150 so 150 mm. and that might be i might hit the under on that bet 75 75 oh it's not good no matter which it, way you it's cut not it. yeah uh <laughs> no dude <laughs> yo my business bro it kind of goes into twofold but I'm going to start with, there's been a lot of chat on the interwebs about Derek White and how he's an all-star. J.J. Redick was kind of the one who started this, this narrative. Um, 
De- now, don't get me wrong. I'm a Celtics fan. Derek White is probably, if not the third most, second most important, third most important player. But, dude, he's not an all-star, bro. He's really, 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 really good. But he's not a top 30 player in the NBA. I'm sorry. I understand he scores 16 points per game. But I can name four point guards better than him in the East right now, according to stats and lead a team. So can we just go back to players being elite role players? Like, we don't need to have a superstar, a star, and a bust. Like, it's either you're the best player of all time or you're a bust. And that goes for – and that kind of jumps into my second piece of business. I kind of had two where – the internet is the internet world is so impatient with sports successes because of the influx of first year head coaches that have been good some nba players that have just kind of jumped off the rip and done well like like a chet holmgren or like a patrick mahomes in the nfl there are players that just get it but those players are really rare most of the time there's a process and a learn and like a learning curve for these kids and they're 19, 20, 21 years old. Like, dude, now they're going against grown men who do this for their whole career. Just what I'm saying is give these kids time. 10 games, 15 games, a season is not long enough to be like, yep, they're a bust. Yeah. No, I I, I think it's a, it's a good point. And I think what your larger point is that the internet has just made ev- us impatient for everything. But it's true in sports that it just does create a uh, an instant feedback loop, typically of negativity, right? Because, and I think the gambling is part of this too, right? Because mm-hmm. if I think someone's going to score 25 points and I'm feeling real good about it, I put 50 bucks on there even though I shouldn't because I'm betting irresponsibly, which I bet most bettors do. Then all of a sudden, for whatever reason, they don't perform – now I'm going to spam hate them with my burner account on Twitter, you know, saying whatever it is about them because I'm pissed about a choice that I made and expecting them to do that for me. You know what I mean? Like that's and that's where it's funny because we talk about social media and you're like, oh, the comments, dude, it's all about the comments. I, it, I now that I I was off social media for years and now it's like I do feel that impulse sometimes. Like if I look at like a betting channel and that's my wife, she's like, just everything if you're gonna post something make sure it's positive and i'm like all right and so like sometimes i'll thank people when they put out a bet i'm like oh nice job that was a great bet but sometimes when they lose too i'm like really third third pick in a row for you that you're you're just putting out here and but it's like i make bad picks too nick we all make bad picks we all make bad plays we all go to work and have a bad day at the office but exactly with sports and with these young players they hear it in such a profoundly different way like imagine having a blue checkmark account and having your work be so public. Like I already have debilitating anxiety about my work that I do. That's, you know, within our environment, like, Oh my gosh, dude. And then like, also on top of that, I hate the players are like, Oh yeah, I don't, I don't see it on social media. Heck yes, you do, bro. No, that's, You don't that's think Justin Fields opens it up and is like, dude, social media is our life. Like, that's just what people are. I can name literally zero people now that you're on social media who don't actively use social media. Like, these players, they're a brand now. It's not just 
it's not just the team. You're a brand. So you need to use social media really to, I mean, get your money right. So they're seeing it. And imagine if you went on social media, like you said, and you had a bad day at work. Oh, yeah, Mr. Huff, dude, he he couldn't teach to save his life today. All right, well, now I'm going to go into work and be like, wow, maybe I do stink. Like, it's these little thoughts. So the social media, I think, also fast tracks bust because it's never, yo, let's give them some time to develop. Like, look at their their pieces around them. It's, no, these dudes stink. They don't elevate their players like Brady does. Well, <laughs> they're not Tom Brady, bro. No one is. All right. All right. Well, I, I, I got a little game for you. Okay. We're going to, we're going to play a little game here. I have the NBA awards up. I have the odds up. Okay. So I'm going to give you the award and I want you to tell me your top three players most likely to win that award. And I'm going to tell you how you did with the odds on favorites. How does that sound? I like that game. That's how, I know. I like fun. it too. I just thought of it. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. The Six- pre-pod meeting. Six man of the year. Six man of the year. Give me the top three people most likely, and then I'll tell you who the odds on favorites are. Mm. No, the only one I can think of right now is Emmanuel Quickly. I'm not Emmanuel, Emmanuel Qu- Quickly. Interesting. Six. Uh, that's number six. Dang, yo, who's a who's a savage? Dude, you ready the- for number one? This this is savage at plus two twenty five. Austin Reeves. Oh, <laughs> yo, yo, he's been. I think he, that's kind of funny, dude. He's been a bucket, but he, I was just listening Sixth to a podcast. Six man of the year, Austin Reeves. No dude, he, way. I mean, go watch the highlights, bro. Uh, I mean, Jordan Clarkson's always on there. He's a scorer. He probably isn't on the list this year because the team's not great. No, I'll give him to you. So it's Tim Hardaway Jr. is the next one at plus two eighty five. Oh yeah, and then Cole Anthony for Orlando. So good oh, for, I like good Cole for. Anthony is one of those players. <laughs> He just comes in and he's he should he probably should be a starter, but mm. he doesn't fit the starting lineup. So that dude just comes in, bro, and is a savage, bro. He just comes in, scores buckets. Well, here here's one. This is a fun one. Clutch player of the year. Who's the most clutch, dude? You know you know who's not the most clutch? Steph Curry. Uh, cl- <laughs> well, you know what? He's to- he's top three. But that's that's like his. That's just Steph. That's because of what he yeah. is likely to do, not because of anything he's done this year. Who? Well, I mean. Is LeBron, I think, should, probably should be on that one. He's fifth. And then if I had to pick another third, who's super clutch? Jamal Murray, dude. Well, has, here's the here's the funny thing. Out. Dude, Jamal Murray is, like, so far down on this list. I don't well, even see him. Shows what um, we know, bro. No, no, no. no <laughs> but No, but it's funny because I really think of these three, the first two are just – or the first and the third are on reputation. Number one is Dame Lillard. What has he done this year? Yeah, has, facts, uh, facts. That's, hasn't that Milwaukee is a, just lost a bunch no, of games? Like, no, I, they're re- they're second in the East. They're really good, but Dame Lillard has not been Dame Lillard. I avoided a whole topic that I had on Oklahoma City because I didn't want to have to pronounce this guy's name, but here I am. Shea Gilgis. Gilgis. Gilgis Alexander. He's, he's number two. Oh, yeah, he's a problem. Is he clutch though? I thought he just scores yeah. a bunch of points. Like, nah, I, he's clutch. He he right, scores. Right. The, the 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 interesting with clutch is that that's such a subjective word to me. Like there are, there are objective definitions, but like 
to me, Clutch isn't the dude who hits that game winning shot. It's like the dude with three minutes left. You're up three. Right. right let's let's like this is the guy I'm going to go to. Who can we give the ball extent. to? Yeah. Yeah. So. Tyrese Halliburton is just after Curry. Oh, I like that. Yeah, that's a good one. That that'll be a fun one to watch. I don't that's like the those second features. year. That's I don't the like. Yeah. This is the second uh, year of this award. So. What do you think of Coach of the Year? Any, I mean, we don't, we can skip this if there's no interest, but uh... I mean, Eric Spolstra, who I can't, uh, the Magic head coach, I can't think of. He's probably one. Um, is that Mark Danio or whatever his name is? Chris Finch, Jamal Mosley. I don't even know who those. Jamal Mosley is the Orlando coach. Oh, there you go. What about defensive player? Who cares about defensive? Oh wait, players? DPOY, bro. Don't get it twisted. I'm sorry. I used to, I'm sorry, I'm I used sorry. to say that, bro. I used to say, you know, like, dude, who cares, bro? Everyone scored 100 points anyways. No, dude. I've been – I got to get you on this channel, dude. Shout out to my boy Thinking Basketball. Follow the pod, bro. Some of the most intellectual basketball knowledge and the way he breaks down the game is out of this world. But he has turned me on defense and the, the intricacies and the nuances of defense. Dude, I got it. It's some of the best YouTube slash podcasting you'll ever see. Well, we got but Rudy Gobert as number Rudy one. Rudy Gobert, AD would be my second. That's and, that's right. And oh then, my gosh, you're gonna have three for three? No, no shot. You're my not third, get the third one. The third one. Give me a hit. Is it a big man? Uh, I think he's more of a power forward. He's more of Jaren a Jaron Jackson Jr. No, Chet Holmgren. Isn't he oh. a, a? Isn't he a four? Yeah, he's a yeah he's a rookie though. I'm surprised. Yeah, I know. I, I know. Uh, Bam Adebayo, Joel Embiid, Victor Wembanyama, Brooke Lopez. Jaron Jackson Jr. is plus 3,000. Ooh, that's a tasty one if you like that one. That's uh, yummy. How about how about Jason Tatum is the last one on the list for plus 500,000. Or sorry, 50,000. Basically $500 for a dollar. All right, how about we're going to skip most improved player. I just really don't yeah, care. Although I don't Ma know. Yeah. Maxi is, uh, is the most. Yeah, that makes that sense. That would have been my vote. All right, I'm going to skip regular season MVP First for rookie of the year, and Chet Holgram is the favorite. Yeah, then it's Victor. Then what it's... about this Jaime Jacquez? Yo, junior? bro, I, dude. I'm hearing about it. Plus three thousand, dude. I could, I could see a little three, dude. A little so the, on the that. issue with that, bro, and if it was any other year, I'd be like, bro, I'd throw a ten on there to bet. The issue is the award is Victor Wimbanyana's to lose. Like, the, the league wants to give it to this guy. Well, he's at plus money right now. So you think Chet, you think he should be favored Chet over is Chet? Just, Chet is just playing his way into it. Like, mm -hmm. the way I look at it is if they played the exact same, same stats, same... Oh, they'll give it to Wemby. They'll yeah, give it sure. to Wemby because for that's, sure. what, again, the NBA is a business. But Chet, the fact that he's even playing his way into this top conversation which by the way first podcast bro called him as rookie of the year well done i want that on a uh, record but yeah like they wanted to give to Wemby. chet has just been hooping bro and he's a problem i mean he's on a better team but he's still a problem well do you think there's any chance that the regular season mvp will not be one of these three people joel Embiid, Jokic, or Doncic? do you think it's any possibility that it's not one of those three is for Shay. Yeah. Just... Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Cause it's again, the MVP is a weird award because some people vote like it's a regular season award. We'll see how the, uh, if, if it's not one of those three, it's definitely Shay. Shay's been a top five player in the league last year. He's really, he's becoming a star. 
he's fun to watch too. Herky jerky mid range game. You like him? Doesn't mm. complain. Just kind of plays. I know. I gotta tune in tomorrow. The problem is the the games are just so late. I never get a chance to like actually tune in. So I gotta. They're at nine tonight against Denver. That's probably a good one. Denver OKC tonight. Yeah, that'll like be a that. good. Chet versus Jokic, bro. That'll be interesting. I'm looking. At, I'm trying to see if we have Detroit tonight, but I think they have the. No, night they off. play That's... Saturday. It's big scare against our C's, bro. I don't know if you watched any of that game. Uh, well, you know, I, I, I tuned in a little bit here and there, but I, I was also like, come on, guys. You're not actually going to do this, are you? And they pretty much did, but thankfully they pulled it off. So that that's, you know, Yo. I'm sure the Celtics people, the green teamers are like, see, we're so clutch. Yo, the funny thing is, bro, is playing the Pistons is game seven for every team because you do not want to be the team that lets them win. It's true. It's true. It's true. All right. Well, I mean, you tell me, dude. Do you want to talk some NFL? What's anything? What, what's hap- Actually, what's the Saturday game? Detroit and Dallas? Do I care? I don't know. Miami, Baltimore. That could be interesting. Yeah, that'll be. Yeah, it's Detroit, Dallas on Saturday. Well, let me say this before we get into it. Last weekend and this series of games, I feel like we're the. For the people out there searching for any time touchdown scorers, Nick, the touchdown scorers did what they were supposed to do. You know what I mean? And I'm going to be honest. So mine, mine quickly was a five-leg, $20, won $1,000. Dude, it should have been six legs. Should have put CD Lamb on there. But that's the thing is like all the people that you would there, – there was a lot of scoring from not obscure names last weekend. It was fun. It was a great time. My question is, Nick, I'm wondering, for a friend, do you think that we're at this time of the season where defenses are maybe a little fatigued, maybe a little found out? I don't know what it is. Maybe the offense. I mean, obviously, there's, you know, different situations. But you look at Cleveland last night, you see some of these offenses really starting to get it going here. So I wonder if this weekend is going to be another... uh, TD rich weekend. I'm hoping TD forward weekend. Yeah, me. You saw that dude won five hundred thousand dollars on the dude. Oh my touchdowns. gosh, what was that? Fourteen legs. I I said to my wife, I said I was like, yeah, but like five dollars on something you're not gonna win. She's like, if you're gonna win that much, I want you to put five dollars down on it. And I said, you just opened up a big can of worms, but I'm in. Let's do it. <laughs> Yo, Let's I think, man, touchdown, dude, I mean, a lot of it's already set. Uh, so that's the issue is, like, the Bears, they're not making the playoffs. Who cares? The Falcons, they're not making the playoffs. Like, that game means nothing. Dolphins-Ravens is interesting because if Dolphins went out, they'll be the first seed. So that game is like a playoff game. And the Bills are obviously most likely going to beat the Patriots. So the Dolphins, if they lose – the Bills will only be one game behind them. Yeah. And so that, that division is still up in the air. Yeah, I mean, if I were a better, which I'm not, I I think big names will score again, but that that's just playing the odds. I mean... I'm just trying to look at entertainment value. I think this Miami-Baltimore game, but here's the thing. Miami's been so disappointing in these big games. I would think that this is one of the last tests for Miami to say, hey... Yeah. Can we show up for these big games before we get to the playoffs or not? Because what are we here to do? You know, what are we here to do, guys? An interesting one is the Chargers-Broncos. They benched Russell Wilson. I don't know if you saw that. That happened yesterday. Yeah, yeah so. that, that that was uh, 
and the Broncos are technically still in the playoff hunt. Like this who's, game means who's something. Who's the Broncos' uh, backup quarterback? Dude, Jarrett Stidham, bro. Oh right, Jarrett so, Stidham. So that'll be an Stid interesting game. And the Chargers are the Chargers, so that'll be interesting. Packers Vikings as a Packers fan is always a good game. Um, Jordan Love's been good this year. The Vikings don't have a quarterback, so we'll see how that goes. Packers need to win for the playoffs. So that, but I don't want the Packers to make the playoffs. Well, I'll give you this. And if you're interested in some AFC drama, if Miami wins, okay, and beats the Ravens, their last game is against the Bills. And that game, if the Bills and Miami both win, will be, or no, sorry, if Miami loses to the Ravens and they play the Bills, they could lose the AFC on the last game of the season to the Bills. I like that. Yo, I got a question for you. All right, hit me. As I was just kind of just totally off script. As a t- fan of a team or in general, if you don't think your team's going to make a playoff push and is going to be competitive in the playoffs, would you rather them get a better draft pick? Well, I'll tell you, I'm certainly doing that with my uh, fantasy team this this year after I lost <laughs> to the first round. But you, your response was, Oh, is yours one of those leagues that does your drafting that way? And I was like, oh, I really hope so. But, um, well, look at the Patriots right now. Am I happy that Bailey Zappi's come in and they've managed to win these games? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. No, I would absolutely like the better draft pick. Now, I'm not a draft guy. I'm not really a college guy. But I would say if I was the Packers... I don't even know where their standing is, but if they could get in the top 15 and get another skill position, I think that would be a good thing for Jordan Love. So, yeah, I think they should. I agree with you that I would not want that. I would want them going, start accruing those L's. It's time yes. to get some L's in here. Dude, I, yeah, so I talk about that, and I, like, like we're obviously not professional athletes. For, so my example was always the Detroit Pistons. Like I, I always said they were an NBA purgatory. They were never bad enough for the first overall pick until they were. This was from like 2012 to 2019 when they got Kate Cunningham. They were never bad enough for like a lottery pick, but they were never good enough to make make it to like, let's say the second round of the playoffs. Like they always were the easy beat eight seed. And they were so bad for so long. I almost would rather watch my team and like like – you said, like I'm not gonna watch my team lose all 82 games, but I'd rather watch my team do what the Pistons are doing now, where they're losing every game. But yeah, we know we're gonna they're gonna get a top five pick, than a team that's oh yeah, well we are getting to the playoffs, so we're it's a successful season. Now I was talking to my brother about this, and he was like, yeah, but like for the Packers, the playoff experience is good. I'm like. Dude, is it? Like, how important do you think, uh, jumping to another question, how important do you think playoff experience really is as two people who never know what a high-pressure game feels like? (laughs) Well, looking at the Packers season this year, because I guess we're a Packers podcast right now, which is what I love about our podcast is we're kind of in everything except for golf, which is what our name implies. But that's, that's besides the point. But you look at, so they beat Chicago, lost to Atlanta. Beat New Orleans, lost to Detroit. Okay, lost to the the Raiders, mm. the Las Vegas Raiders. Lost to Denver, mm. lost to Minnesota. Beat lost the Rams, 
lost to Pittsburgh, beat the Chargers, Detroit, Kansas City, lost to New York with Jimmy Cutlets, I think, unless I'm... Yeah, don't um, get me... That was... Yeah, okay. you know our student got on me for that one. Lost, lost to Tampa Bay, mm. and then they just beat Carolina by three points, 33-30, to 30, and I'm pretty sure that's... If if it's not the most that Carolina has scored all season, then it's it is it's the most up. that Carolina okay. scored. Yeah, so like maybe combined in that one game. Um, so <laughs> yo facts. So here's the thing: is I look at it, and you got Minnesota and you got Chicago, and I would say that based on this season, honestly, Nick, this is what I'm gonna tell you: I think they should go for the playoffs because for them to get there, it it they need to pull something special because as i'm looking at this there's a lot of l's on that yeah on that they need schedule. to win it. a and lot so, of stuff needs to go right for them for well sure. but so i'm saying if they're able to do that and have that success together and this goes to your question i think that success it, like in this moment for the packers that success and even if they get bounced in the first game will mean more for them in terms of a positive trajectory than um them not making the playoffs in terms of the impact of like the negative impact if they mm. didn't make it like i think if they don't make it and they like are are pushing for it and are unable to make that happen given the way their season's gone i, I think that would have impact their confidence and it won't be worth the draft pick i think yeah. it'd be better for jordan love to be like look at this amazing accomplishment and just wait till next year you know yeah Here's what I'm gonna say, dude. I've, I've, as you were speaking, I hear what you're saying. Get that experience and get that confidence and build with these guys you have. Because what's the difference between the 16th and 18th pick at the end of the day? Right. I like. I get what you're saying. Here's what I'm gonna say though. I think playoff experience matters more in the NFL than it does in the NBA, and here's why: the NFL is much more team oriented, so you can't typically unless i mean there's a handful of players you can't draft a generational guy that's going to lift you up to become a playoff contender immediately that's just not what's going to happen and the playoffs are one one game and you're out the nba however and we kind of were discussing this can be one player can transcend a team into a much more competitive team I mean, look at LeBron when he used to do. Allen Iverson carried his thing. Kevin Durant can do it. Steph Curry can do it. Like these superstars. Even Shea Alexander. Yeah. yeah. John Morant. So also, if you sneak in as the AC, well, you're, if you sneak in as the AC as a young team, you're getting, no matter what, you're going to get play at least four games. So maybe, and a draft pick, and I've seen it in the NBA, if you're not in the playoffs, you are in the lottery, which automatically gives you a chance for the one, the number one pick. So that number one pick is way better than 16, 17, which you might be getting. But, and then you can make it a year later and like, oh yeah, well we lost to the Nuggets, but we played four games. Now we, and now this year we got to develop our, the number one overall pick. So my take is the NFL playoffs. Yeah, shoot for it if you're close on the bubble because you're, you're not going to get that number one pick. There's no shot. There's no way you're going to get a this next-level superstar. Right. But if in the NBA, if you don't make the playoffs, well, yeah, you were competitive and you did this. You beat some good – you won some good games. You Let's go get that number one pick. And the NBA is so much younger than the NFL. 
So, like, these kids, dude, these kids are fearless. Like, these 19-year-old kids, they don't care they're going against LeBron. Like, I'd be shaking in my boots. These dudes are like, whatever. Like, I'm going to go beat him like I do every other dude. Yeah. So, yeah. that's that's an interesting take. But I kind of want to get into the – let's do – let's play a little GM game. Okay, I like that. In the NBA, knowing what we know, which is not a lot, who would you take your top three players if you had – the first three picks in the NBA draft of redrafting entirely, who would you take to build your team around? And if you take, like, you go one, I go one. If you, you get your player, and then I can't, like, I can't take the same player. Like, I have to find someone new. Uh, I, I really can't believe I'm going to say this because the, the correct answer is probably Jason Tatum. Is, is probably Jason Tatum. Okay. But... I'm saying that's the correct answer, but my answer, and I can't like, this is like you setting up and making sure that Yamamoto doesn't go to the Yankees. Like this is sacrilegious what I'm about to say, but I think my number one pick is LeBron James. At 39, bro? You said to build my team for the future? Yeah. 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 Okay. Because... Well, do I have to wait for 32 other picks before I pick again? No, no, no. We're going to go back and forth. We're going to go back and forth. It's just you and me. Yeah. I'll take LeBron James and that experience and everything that he is and have him. I'll put a C. I'll give him the captain and everything will trickle down from him. He'll he'll be my first pick. And if it's just you and me, I'm going to I'm going to be just fine. I'm not worried about. All right. Well, I'm going to I'm going to say the right answer, which wasn't Jason Tatum or LeBron. The right answer is Victor Wembanyama. Oh, it will okay. be my number yeah, that, one overall pick. Well, then I'm taking Jason Tatum. So okay, how about you that? can have Jason Tatum, and I'll raise you. Ooh, this is harder than I thought. I was get my immediate reaction was, yeah, I'm going to get Ch- Chet Holmgren, but him and Victor are the same player. Mm. You know what? I'll take Shea Gilgis Alexander. That's that's who I was thinking. I mean, I'd probably take Chet. I that this is where you know, for me, I'm going to start just picking players I like, but. I mean, <laughs> I got to be honest, from what I saw with John Morant, oh my gosh, he'd be up there. He'd be up there. Dude, yeah. I mean, going back to the end, dude, we're all over the place today, but I love it. We haven't had structure all week. We had the week off. Let's oh, just. It's been great. It's been great. We don't know what day it is. We do know it's Friday, though, because we had to pod. Wait, did I tell you about I lost a day? Did I tell yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, you texted oh, me. Oh my gosh, yeah. For the benefit of the people, we got back. My wife went back to the to work. It's Tuesday. It's okay. You know, I had a, a praxis test Friday, so I'm like, I have plenty of time. She ends up coming back Tuesday, not feeling great. We end up chilling. We're rewatching The 100, which is fantastic. We're about we're at the end of Mount Weather. If you've never watched The 100, drop everything, put it on. It's fantastic. But anyway, so it's Tuesday. We have a great time. Bup, bup, bup. I wake up the next day. Put on a podcast, walking the dog. It's seven thirty in the morning, and it's Thursday. How's it go from Tuesday to Thursday, Nick? Uh, dude, I can. T- dude, all right. Uh, you dude, want, I'm you gonna... want a test of how flexible you are and how able you are to admit that you're wrong. Know that it's the wrong day. Like you have to know that it's the wrong day, and look at your phone and see the calendar and go, "That's wrong," but it's not wrong. But that mo- I was, it took me like five minutes to be like, how did I do this? So anyway, my vacation feels very, I feel very ripped off, frankly. Nah, yo. I lost track of the days. I, dude, I, today was the first day I really got to sit down and do nothing. So we, we're getting our basement finished and uh, 
we were like, they were going to charge us like $1,200 to paint the thing. I'm like, no, dude, we're painting it ourselves, bro. So they set it up for us to paint, which was great. And we finished painting. We I do it in a day this break on Tuesday, Wednesday, or you. day and a half. And we text the lady. We said, hey, can you send your guys over? Like, we're done. And she's like, oh, yeah, we'll have to find a time to get them on the schedule. I'm like, yo, so I wasted my two days of my break painting. And now these dudes aren't going to come until next week. Dude, no disrespect because they're doing a great job. But I was like, come on now. Like, all they have to do is put the baseboards in. Um, I'm. It's just one of those days. This is what we should have started with. No, this is good. This is good. End of end of podcast. And I'm going to end. Dude, I want to end it here, bro. One piece, bro. I was just going to say one piece. Please tell me it's one piece. One Hot piece. Hot take. Ready for this? We should have been watching One Piece when we were watching Dragon Ball Z. Cartoon Network should have had One Piece on instead of Dragon Ball Z. That's my take. Okay? Dude. The world would I, be very different if we all grew up on One Piece. Dude, One Piece is just so good. And, like, I was, like... Looking it up, I guess like one of the things is it's too slow. Disagree. Yeah, I disagree. Like, dude, it's just so good. Like, Luffy is so cool. Zoro is so cool. Like, if you're not on that game, which is, let's be real, we have probably have five listeners, and uh, my mom is one of them, and she definitely will hey. not watch it. But I think you should be on it, man, because. Dude, that show is just so good. Shout out to our our uh, bowling teammate Eric, nineteen, got oh, us yeah. into it, dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, but, let me say that. Oh, I just want to credit the live action because really, yes, yes, that is what. And and listen, I am quick to critique things like that. And you're never gonna do anime perfect in live action. So yeah, there's all sorts of issues, but that's just part of what it is. But it did get me into One Piece, so thank you for making that live action because it did get me in and I'm, I'm in deep. You're in deeper than me now. You've officially passed me though, bro. I'm dude, you. dude, all I do, bro, just, I've been watching it all break, man, while I'm doing stuff. I'll just have it on. So it's almost like, like a podcast. We're like episode 180 or something like that. So for anyone out there who wants to track us, we're, he's at the end of Skypea and I'm at I the I can tell you, I'll Skypea. tell you exactly where I am, bro. Give me a sec. Popping up on Netflix right now on my phone, bro. Well, I'm on episode 183. Well, you talk about that. I'm going to leave you with one thing, okay? Had a pretty good week in the Premier League, talking about from, you know, a betting perspective. And little little tip, little thing of, of interest, both teams to score. It's a fun little bet where you don't have to worry about who's going to win the match or the draw or this or that. You really just got to think like, who are these, like, are these teams capable of getting the ball in the net? Can they both do it? And uh, I flew a little too close to the sun. I had six legs. Five of them hit. The sixth one didn't um, because Tottenham laid a complete egg. Complete egg. Now, I didn't have them for both teams to score. But anyway, for example, Crystal Palace is taking on Brentford, okay? Uh, both teams to score feels like a given it's minus 112. That's basically even money right there. So I think it has great value, especially in the Premier League. I think it's worth taking a look into, looking at some of the matchups. I'll tell you. I'll, gi I'll give you a couple right now. Ready? 
Crystal Palace Brentford, as I said, yes, no doubt about it. Wolves and Everton, no doubt about it, yes. Nottingham Forest and Manchester United, you're going to think I'm crazy. Love of both teams to score there. And then I'll hit you with one more. Tottenham and your cherries facing off. Love both teams to score there. Those are four both teams to score that I feel very confident about. And again, you can still watch the game and enjoy. And all you're doing is hoping for goals. What's wrong with that? Are the cherries the hottest team in the Premier League right now? Uh, are they the hottest team in the Premier League right now? Well, let's let's look at the table real quick. Do do do. So, no, they're sitting twelfth, but they're you know they're 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 looking all right. They're comfortably in. Oh. Everton's comfortably well, not comfortably out of the relegation, but it looks like, unfortunately, we're. I'm telling you, we're gonna lose a main character this this uh this season. We're gonna lose. Either Sheffield, Burnley, Luton, Everton, or Nottingham Forest. Or, wow, Crystal Palace and Brentford, dude. I'll tell you what, there is it's tight because Luton, right for this, Luton Town is sitting in the third relegation spot with 15 points. And then if you go from 18 to 14th place, is only four points different. Oh, so wow. So there's five teams within within one victory or one loss from relegation so this is the best part of the premier league and this is why and we'll finish off talking about nba something that i would love to see in the nba i would love relegation in the nba because relegation is so entertaining dude with the premier league like mm -hmm. i had dude when i put on premier league matches and i see two of the bottom of the league playing i'm like oh we're gonna have a good one today i know it so that's my advice. If you like the Premier League or you're trying to get into it, one of the things that's the best about it is you get to look at the top of the table, but you also get to look at the bottom of the table. It's fantastic. Yeah, dude. But what I also like about the Premier League, speaking on that, and I, I, if like, here's, I'm going to, I'm presenting this to the commissioner of the NBA, figure out relegation. I have no logistics to it, but figure it out. Cause you're right. It will be amazing. But the end of the year games, like, and just talking about it with the NFL, dude, none of those games, like half of those games to me, I'm not turning it on. Like, yeah. I'm not watching those games. Exactly. Dude, I'm, but like Luton Town versus Chelsea in February. Like, dude, as a Luton Town fan, bro, I'm watching that game. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Especially they need the way Chelsea's that. been playing. Yeah. Yeah. No, 100%. But and even like, had, yeah, e even like Man City versus Sheffield United, I mean, it's almost a guarantee that City's going to win, but... I'm still turning it on because Sheffield United has to go out and win it. Well, I'm pretty sure that Sheffield United beat City earlier this year. Let me look. Uh, or at least they drew. But yeah, so at, this league has, at this year, has been fantastic at the Premier League. A lot of drama. A lot of teams dropping the ball. City especially has been really just not not living up to their high expectations. So it's been good stuff. But I mean, we could we could ramble forever. It's been a been a great holiday episode this has really been just a great i haven't seen you for a week dude Miss you, bro. i know bro so it's been great it, it really was just shooting it with you <laughs> yeah well listen everyone find us on the on the socials we're uh two putts pod at a uh, twitter slash x instagram all those things and uh yeah we'll look forward to talking to you next week as dude, we get closer to the playoffs sorry have a go. safe new year bro uh i'm going uh, 
Just have a safe New Year. I'm going you to Boston too, for some party, bro. Like, Ugh, I, just, I have to I'm, go up to New Hampshire. Yeah, I'm a homebody, pretty much through and through. And as Jake knows, my girlfriend lives a very active lifestyle. Yeah. So it's good for you, though. Good for you. It to is get those steps because I like yeah. yeah. Well, you, dude. <laughs> before we end, bro, I was like, Jeannie, I think I'm gonna go black on black for the outfit. She goes, It's not a funeral. I said, It is for the dance floor on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, dude, have a safe uh, holiday, man. And dude, to all the listeners, man. have a safe holiday. Uber, Lyft is way safer than anything else you're planning yeah, on doing. 100%. Get home safe, uh, be safe, and we'll see you all soon. Yeah, see you next Friday, boys. Bye.